0: Welcome to the Christian Wealth Podcast, where people come to learn what the Bible says about money, wealth, and business. Be inspired by some of the greatest Christian thinkers and commentators from around the planet. Enjoy this episode with your host, Alex Cook.
1: As we do on a Tuesday, good to connect with Alex Cook, our Ask Alex segment. Alex Cook, a special welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Neil. Great to be with you. Hey, Alex, this is an important conversation. Uh, Many of us feel a little worn out over the past two years. Uh, COVID's altered lots of lives. Uh, Right now, lots are dealing with the major flood disaster along the East Coast. And, of course, uh, war has erupted in Europe and could descend into even worse chaos. The question is, does this change the way we should manage our money? Uh, What are your thoughts here (laughs) in a general sense for listeners?
0: Yeah, look, it's an important question, and I think uh, given the world is getting increasingly chaotic, one we need to address if we want to be good stewards of the money that God's given us. Um, the short answer is, though, the principles don't change. So really, the way we manage money shouldn't actually change at all. Um, the truth is the future has always been uncertain. It's just in the West our sort of default position is relative prosperity and therefore when challenges come along like what we're experiencing now, you know, you had COVID, you had war, you got floods, you got all these kind of things going on. We then feel this pressure and we feel that the future is much more uncertain than it has been. The reality is it's always uncertain and we need to manage our money in light of the fact that it is uncertain. We also need to be very careful who we listen to and what we listen to. You know, there are thousands of commentators out there who are basically paid uh, to tell us, the future. And of course the Bible tells us that no one actually knows the future. Um, Really as believers we need to look at at, at God's word and when you read God's word often it's quite sobering too, you know, God warns us about things that will happen in the future. Um, But because in the West we've had it so good for so long I think we've sort of um, drifted uh, from the reality that goes on around us. So. I think the key thing here is the principles, though, remain the same, and we need to invest in a way that reflects the fact that we don't know the future. You know, there's all sorts of uh, things in Australia that people uh, rely on, some of what I call the investment lies that are out there. You know, one of the the craziest ones in Australia is the concept of negative gearing. Australians love to borrow money for real estate, as is well known, (laughs) we're the second most indebted nation now on earth into real estate. But it's a crazy policy, because negative gearing is built on the idea that you're losing money tax effectively. Uh, Simply, when you buy a property, an investment property, the rent uh, isn't covering the outgoings of that property and you're losing money. But it's built on the idea, and it's what I call the great property lie, that property doubles every seven to 10 years. Now, I've been uh, in the financial planning game for over 20 years now, and I've seen some people do fabulously well out of property and then I've seen other people where they buy you know a um, half a million dollar unit and it's still the same price five years later and they're just losing money tax effectively. So it's very important that we when we look at investing we make sure that we're building our um, investments and our wealth on biblical principles. Uh, where avoiding, you know, reducing our our debt levels, not doing uh, uh, silly things, but making sure we're building on a firm foundation in light of the fact that the future's uncertainty and and negative gearing, which is a very popular one in Australia, it could be a very precarious strategy going forward as interest rates are expected to rise both here in Australia, but also around the world as well. So be careful.
1: (laughs) Alex, uh, we'll take a call in just a moment, Uh, but just touching on some of these Bible foundations uh, investing in chaotic times—is uh, there wisdom from particular Bible passages that we ought to be aware of?
0: Uh, look, absolutely, and there's, there's quite a few. But look, if I share just a few, you know, in, in One King Seven, uh, chapter seven, it talks about laying foundations, and those f- foundations were really high quality. So when you're thinking about your investment portfolio and your superannuation, things like that, ask yourself. Are you invested in assets that are likely to be around rain, hail, or shine? And the simple analogy I give to people is think about the products that you use every day. You know, look at the lights up and on you, you know, most of you are probably in a room now with lights on. That that's probably supplied to you by a company like AGL Origin Energy, which are both listed on the Australian stock market. And the reality is whether there's a recession or not, we're gonna have our lights on, right? So that's a quality kind of asset that's gonna be around for a long time. Likewise, when you buy your groceries, the company. Where you buy your groceries from, you know, Coles and Woolies, they're all listed on stock markets. As uh are uh, many of the products we buy, the cars we drive, they're often listed on on uh, markets around the, the, the stock you know stock markets around the world. So here's the issue: is invest in things that are going to be around rain, hail, or shine. Invest in quality things. So that's a very important biblical pr- uh, principle. Of course, uh, you know one people have heard me talk about before. You know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Ecclesiastes warns us about what's going on around the world at the moment. It says invest in seven ventures. Yes, in eight. You do not know what disaster may come upon the land, and of course we've got floods, we've got war, we've got all these crazy things. So the Bible says to diversify your money, Um, and even Jesus Himself talks about it. You know, in Luke fourteen, Jesus says you've got to plan things. You know, He says He was talking about uh, you know for whoever wants to build a tower. Must first sit down and count the cost, and likewise with your investing. You actually need to sit down. And you need to plan it out. You can't uh, just go along with what you read in the newspaper and and just being blown around by the wind and what you're hearing from the media. You actually need to sit down. And you need to plan it out. Alex, um, and also don't.
1: Yep, there's there's some great wisdom in all of that. Let's get a call in from one of our listeners. Cindy is in Donella in Victoria. We're talking about investing in chaotic times. Cindy, welcome along. Hello. Um, I often hear your ad on the radio about investing in Christian Super. How is it different from the other Supers? Because I um, don't know if I should change or not. Yeah, good thought. Uh, Alex, a thought around, uh, you know, because there's different superannuation funds, uh, there's Christian Super that advertises here. I'm not sure whether you've got a connection there, but uh, what are your thoughts for uh, for uh, for Cindy.
0: Yeah, well look I'll just give the principles here because um, obviously we can't give product advice on air um, but to me the one, the two big attractive things that Christian Super offer that differentiate it from most other super funds in the marketplace in Australia one is they have a concept called impact investing so that is when you're investing money with them a lot of the investments apart from traditional typical ones you'd see in other funds some of them are actually geared towards investing in projects that will generate a return, but they'll also do good as well. So in other words, it might be investing in a hospital in another country, and that obviously is is giving a lot of benefit to the people in that country, as well as having a um, positive return for investors. The other dimension that they have, which is uh, unique, I mean, there are more funds sort of coming like that these these days, but is the whole concept of ethical investing. And they're looking at ethics, though, from a Christian perspective. A lot of uh, ethical funds out in the marketplace are more climate change orientated, you know, avoiding uh, certain things that they feel will be damaged to the environment. But Christian Super is adopting more of a... Um, Ethical approach based on Christian values. So in that sense, it's it's very positive. Um, but obviously, as we can't give um, advice on air. But compared to some of the other funds, it does have those two very unique uh, qualities. Um, and uh, yeah, as Christians, we should be very much thinking through those kind of principles. The, when we invest our money, is it harming others? Is it harming uh, the environment which we're called to steward? So they're, they're the great questions you should be asking. And I think what I, what, I, what I like about the question is the fact that you're thinking it through, you're making a plan, and you're actually saying, right, well, How should I be a good steward of the superannuation uh, that
1: I've been blessed with? So, yeah, great question. Thanks, Cindy. Cindy in Donella, thank you so much for your call. Our talkback line open, 1-800-316-316. We're talking about investing in chaotic times. Uh, Chaos might not be affecting us as much as some places throughout the world. Uh, You like to discuss all sorts of things around the mistakes and what to avoid, uh, even the possibilities of uh, crashes in, say, property market or share markets. Uh, Give us some insights here into some of the things you might look for, Alex
0: yeah look the classic mistakes i think people make in challenging times is they allow their emotions to take over and they react to what's in the news and often the news is sort of post the event in other words you know stock markets crash and therefore there's lots of bad news in the paper um, but often that's the absolute worst time to to make a certain rash decisions like selling for example often if a stock market's down 30 percent If anything, it's now attractive. It's now probably more attractive to actually buy assets. But the human emotion and human nature will be telling you the opposite. You know, stock markets crashed. There's uh, red ink all over the newspapers saying, you know, the the market, they they, they usually give big dramatic figures like they did the other day with the war. They said, you know, the war with Russia wiped off $70 billion off the Australian market. And all of that kind of um, emotive language makes us make uh, silly decisions. And so to avoid that, as I say, uh, we need to have a long-term approach uh, to the way we invest and don't let our emotions rule us. And also make sure that when you are doing investing, you you know what you're investing in and you know why you're doing it. So when you've got that long-term approach where you're saving for retirement and you're investing in good quality assets, you know, just because the stock market's down doesn't mean uh, you know Woolworths profit has changed all of a sudden. You know, at the end of the day, yes, yeah, stock market may crash, but everyone's still going to go and buy their groceries, right? So, if you think about it through that more sort of logical prism, uh, the reality is often these challenges that we see in our society create fabulous opportunities uh, for those to invest wisely and once again stick to the biblical principles you know one of the great biblical principles in proverbs uh, is the need for patience now i don't know about you but my i wouldn't have said i was naturally patient in fact be careful when you pray for patience because you know what god will do (laughs) Um, but the reality is with investing you need to be patient and you need to buy good quality assets hold them for the long term and don't worry about the noise don't worry about the bad news on tv and so forth and it's not to say you switch off completely from what's going going on. But look at these things and and try and step back from it and say, what's the real likely uh, outcome of these sort of situations? Uh, And then you'll make much uh, more wise uh, decisions.
1: Alex, we'll know that faith in God is something of a remedy for fears on a whole lot of different levels. Uh, Fear around finance, uh, faith in God, a remedy there too. Uh, What are your thoughts here on how you Uh, keep your trust in God and perhaps on his word, his wisdom, his principles uh, to counter some of the fears that can come when chaotic times really strike?
0: Mm. Look, what I love about the Christian faith is that we have a personal God, a God who wants us to talk with him, who wants us to be with him. Um, He created us as his people, to actually be with him and spend time with him. You know, a lot of us spend time doing things, but actually God wants us to be with him and to spend time with him. And when you do that, and, and that requires an investment, an investment of your time, uh, but it's the most rewarding investment you'll ever make. And when you do that, you'll get to know who God really is. You'll know uh, that he's a God who's above and beyond all the circumstances that are going on in the, around the world. You'll know that he's a God that can be trusted, for his provision, you know, God will meet our needs and uh, you'll know that he has your back and that when we see this chaos going around us, God will get us through it. And so that to me is the ultimate antidote for fear, having that true uh, relationship with the God that created you, the God that loves you and the God that wants you and desires to spend time with you. And uh, when you do that, you can also seek him and talk to him uh, and ask for his opinion ask for his advice about your finances you know many people enter into big financial decisions whether it's buying a car or a house and that's you know involves borrowing a lot of money but often they exclude god from their decision making and and that's a big mistake because we want to be wise particularly when it comes to debt and that really should involve us seeking him and spending time with him and asking his opinion on these things and asking the Holy Spirit to guide us. I mean, God uh, sent the Holy Spirit to be our counsellor and to guide us, and uh, we should uh, you know, tap into God's power through having that
1: deep personal relationship uh, with him. It's wonderful insight, because if you just said, uh, look at the Bible and find some principles and apply those, uh, that might be approaching these things on just an intellectual level and thinking that somehow or other, there's just a principle or two, you apply those and they work. But you're saying, you know, in your prayer time, God being personal wants to come right into your own financial situation. And, uh, and, uh, and for a lot of people, uh, his blessing is what we'd be looking for. Uh, this is an interesting one because uh, some people think somehow or other if I let God in on my money then I might not be as blessed as I'll be if I leave God outside of my money but there's something very important about uh, about when we talk about God in our money some people have a worry about wealth creation and whether that's godly or not what are your thoughts on, on wealth creation because there's some upsides and there's some downsides too Alex Mm,
0: absolutely, look, money in and of itself is is neutral, but the many of the Bible passages uh, around money are really warning passages, and the reason they warn us is because money is very seductive and it can be something that the devil uses to take us away from God. you know Satan would look like nothing more than for us to fall in love with money and therefore we start serving it. you know Jesus said you can't serve. Both God and money—you've got to choose ultimately which one you're going to do, and, and Satan wants to seduce you with money, so you fall in love with it, and then you begin to serve it. You know, you you start working too hard, you start thinking about it all the time. Uh, sometimes people, you know, will lie and cheat to get more of it. There's all those kind of things that can happen. Uh, when we fall in love with money. And so that to me is the the downside. But equally, on the the flip side, is that money can do massive good. You know, on our website, we use the expression, do well, do good. And our belief is very simple, that God wants you to steward whatever he's given you. uh, And whether you have a little or a lot, you need to steward that well. And often when you do steward it well, uh, uh, God will then actually give you more sometimes it may be a reward but sometimes it's more because he, he knows that you've learnt. sometimes the reason why God withholds money from people is because he knows it will harm them. He doesn't want you to come to harm and so sometimes he'll withhold from us so though when we become good stewards your you know God will, in my view, and what I've witnessed in many people's lives, he'll release money to you, and then you can do enormous good with it. You know, you can support mission, you can support your local church, you can help people out of poverty, you can support, uh, you know, your, lo- your local neighbour who's just, you know, been affected by these horrible floods. If you have, you know, if you know people who have been affected by these floods, what can you do with your money to help them? You know, okay. I mean, obviously, you can give your time and you can go and help clean up, all that kind of stuff, but, but there's also potentially monetary things as well. So wealth creation ha- is really positive when it's coming from a position of the right heart. But God just wants us to make sure that we don't lose our first love, uh, which is him and, and serving him. And that's the risk that wealth can bring.
1: Alex, if we're topping off our segment today and we're talking about investing in chaotic times and uh, who knows where, War will go with Russia's invasion of Ukraine and there are all sorts of international issues financially, uh, supply chain issues, things that will affect our own economy here, the likelihood of rising interest rates, the possibilities of stock market crashes, all sorts of things like that. So what are some investment strategies, takeaway points perhaps that listeners can take with them today uh, during a season that might look chaotic of how we look at investing finance? Mm. Well, look,
0: one of my favourite strategies is one called dollar cost averaging. And let me explain that to to listeners in, in as simple terms as possible very simply you know i mentioned right at the start nobody knows the future none of us can predict whether stock markets are going to go up tomorrow or down tomorrow we we just can't predict it so one of the great investment strategies if you think about your superannuation and you've done your personal household budget and you've realized you can save let's make up a figure let's say you can save five hundred dollars a month dollar cost averaging is simply taking that fixed amount of five hundred dollars each month and adding it into your investment so into your super fund each month um irrespective of what the market's doing now when markets are fall you know as in markets get cheaper markets you know crash your $500 buys you more because everything's now cheaper. When markets are really positive and and they're high, your $500 buys you less. Now what this strategy simply does over the long term is it lowers your average cost into that investment because when markets are down and out and the bad news is out there, you're actually buying more and when markets are high, you're buying less. So it's very simple mathematics, but it's a great strategy to build wealth. Now, for those of who you're listening and you've got kids, As soon as your kids finish school or finish university, one of the best and simplest strategies is to get them to invest into a fund and dollar cost average into it. So you're teaching them the discipline of saving and you're teaching them uh, the the benefit of long-term investing through this dollar cost averaging. And by the time they get to 65, uh, they'll have more than enough to uh, fund themselves and to do great things with the money that God's blessed them with. So it's a great strategy uh, that people can use, irrespective of the environment uh, that we find ourselves in.
1: Well, Alex Cook, outstanding value in those thoughts that you've been able to bring to us today. Let me say to listeners how they can connect with you. Alex Cook is the founder of Wealth with Purpose. Wealthwithpurpose.com is the website you could connect with Alex. There are free ebooks, there's the My Toolkit. There are free videos, there's podcast content there. You can follow Alex on Facebook and Twitter and there is even an Ask Alex at wealthwithpurpose.com email and you can send in a question there and we'll address those sorts of questions on this program each Tuesday. Alex Cook, thanks so much for joining us once again today on 2020.
0: My pleasure, Neil. Great to be with you.